Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined. I am Asani Brogan, owner of Asani Coaching Services, and I am here to discuss African spirituality and repatriation in this episode. So this topic came about for a number of reasons. For one, I just finished writing a book about launching your expat career, whereby I talk about the ins and outs of expatriation and helping people to navigate that journey from a career-oriented perspective. So that really got me thinking about repatriation and my own experiences in Africa, in which case I've shared that a few times on this podcast and also on my blog and other platforms. But likewise, I came across a video a few weeks ago that was discussing some of the ins and outs of moving back to Africa especially from an African spirituality perspective because there's kind of noise being made right now on both sides of the debate when it comes to moving back to Africa, especially when you are practicing African spirituality or you're trying to even just get into that mode. So lots of people are kind of encouraging people to move back to Africa under different contexts. So it's not all about people who practice ATR. It's likewise just in general for black people who, you know, kind of want to go there to reset or to be safe or to be protected. Whereas on the other end of the debate are people who are saying, hey, this is not necessarily the right move to make right now, especially in the current economic and political climate that we sit in globally. So it's not just about what's going on in, in on the continent in those particular areas but instead just what's going on all over the world is this the best move to make right now particularly so i kind of sit on both sides of the fence especially having experience moving back to africa as an african-american someone who grew up who was raised and grew up in the u.s and not having any prior experience with the continent other than like meeting people and knowing some people from Africa in America, but that's definitely not the same as living on the continent itself. And so I just kind of wanted to add my two cents to this conversation because I do think that it is a decision that needs to be made with careful planning, strategy, and a realistic perspective. So I kind of, like I said before, sit in the middle of the debate because I can see it from both ends. I don't agree with the notion of people fear-mongering and saying, come to Africa because this is the best place for all African-Americans or all you know black people. I won't even just say African-Americans because I've heard, you know, from a global context, you know, everybody just come move to Africa. This is the best place to be. You know, we can be united as one nation, as one people group on the continent. And I know that to not be 100% fully the, the case, it won't be the case because there are a lot of nuances, just like anywhere else in the world. The continent of Africa has its, you know, advantages and disadvantages. So I, I'm not the one to say just, you know, go and set up shop. <laughs> on the continent if you are not really aware of the decision that you are making. Likewise, I'm not in an area where I feel like, you know, Africa is just so completely unsafe for everybody and you should never ever go there to even visit or, or live and you know because there are there is some fear-mongering going on on that end as well when people do present all of these negative stories about things happening on the continent. Yes, things do happen on the continent, but they happen all over the world. So again, I'm not going down either path fully. My goal in this particular episode is to really just discuss both sides of the issue and then also to give you guys some things to consider if you are interested in repatriation, okay? So first and foremost, is it necessary? for you to move back to the continent if you want to practice African spirituality? Well, you probably already know the answer to that question. It is a resounding no. That being said, it is absolutely beneficial on so many levels. If you can go and visit 
and or live on the continent if you practice within ATR. Because herein, you will get an opportunity to see the traditions as they are, as they were meant to be, as they started from years ago, you know, centuries ago, however long you know these systems have been in place. You don't get the watered down or the alternative versions that we kind of experience throughout the diaspora. You get the real deal when you are on the continent and you can see those traditions from what they have looked like for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yes, there's been some changes going on even because of the colonization. But likewise, because of the natural process of evolution of society and just the way we live in the world, and it should evolve because of those dynamics as well. So I'm not here to even tell anybody, go live in Africa, you know, because if you decide to practice African spirituality, I am here to tell you that it will absolutely benefit you to do so. You can connect with the spiritual system on a whole new level if you go to visit Africa. And herein lies one of the first advantages that I wanted to discuss is that if you go there, you get to see the spiritual systems in play as they are meant to be. Um, from a very authentic perspective, you are going to hear the language, you are going to see things with your own eyes and not kind of view it from the lens of somebody else who maybe traveled to Africa and learned and studied and lived there possibly. Um, in, who then you know came back to the U.S. Honestly, even an African who comes back to or who comes to the U.S. rather maybe moves here and is practicing their native traditions, it can look different because all of the resources and things are not in play as they are on the continent, just because of some of the laws and the resources that are available. They may not always be accessible in the same way. So therefore you will get like a truncated version of what it looks like, even from someone who came directly from the, from the continent and has been practicing their traditional systems for generations, okay? Likewise, you get to connect with the culture in a whole new way, because again, you are going to have that same dynamic going on when you interact with people from the continent in America because they kind of have to shift and reorganize what they do when they get to America or if they go to another westernized nation or what have you because then they have to adjust to the culture that they find themselves in even though they will probably still eat their native foods and have some of their native customs that will change over time as newer generations are born and they typically will become Americans. I know a whole lot of Africans that, that ended up being the case where you really can't tell any difference in their lifestyle when they come to America after so many, after so long, and especially so many generations have passed. Um, you know, the African children look just like African Americans and they do the same things that the African-American children do. Some discrepancies, of course, are, are there based on their cultural heritage, but it's not the way most people think about the traditions um, or the, the people groups interacting if they were on the continent and able to navigate their spiritual systems um, or even their culture in the same way as they are able to do so in their homelands. So this is one of the reasons why I often do encourage people to go to the continent, live if you can live there, or at least visit. I encourage that dynamic, but I also encourage it with strategy and with utilizing common sense. I am not the one to encourage people to just go and sit and live on the continent and thinking that everything in your life is going to be perfect thereafter because that will never be the case for any one, I don't care what anybody is telling you, their life is not perfect in Africa because there's just no such thing as, you know, perfection in the world that we live in, in any place that you live in. Just like, you know, I had to tell Africans that so many times that, you know, life is not perfect here in America. When I lived there, everybody wanted to come and live in America, you know, it was, can you help me get to the U.S. or what have you? And, 
Of course, I couldn't do that for everybody that I met. That being said, I also explained to them that this is not even necessarily what you want. I understand your condition and why you want to go there, but do understand America is not what you think it is. So it goes on both sides of that dynamic. If you do visit the continent or live on the continent, it will be in just completely, truly awe-inspiring, beautiful experience most likely for you to, of course, depends on how you go there and what you do. And therein lies the things that I'm going to discuss later in the episode on things to consider because you don't just want to pack up and leave and go to the continent um, without proper preparation because you probably won't have that great of an experience. Another benefit or advantage of going to the continent is that typically you will be able to live a much healthier, holistic lifestyle the pace of life in africa is just more laid back chill relaxed in which case you don't see a whole lot of the same disease processes and things that go on in america with people being under so much pressure from stress and things of that nature and they get these conditions related to that you know heart problems and um high blood pressure etc etc you don't see a whole lot of those things on the continent just because people live very, very just relaxed, laid back styles. Likewise, the food is healthier. The air tends to be healthier there. And unfortunately, pollution is starting to affect us globally. But in general, it is healthier. You can breathe better. Um, you can definitely eat better. There's not a whole lot of poor quality GMO type of foods on the continent. Nine times out of 10, you are eating fresh fruits and vegetables if you live like the natives do in African countries, which I try my best to do. I would, used to buy some things out of the grocery store, but nine times out of 10, we would buy our um, meats and our you know, fish and, and um, produce, etc. very, very fresh. It's very much so a common thing to go to the market every day and get absolutely fresh fruits and vegetables. And I saw a significant shift in my health when I was there. I mean, it, it was just such a beautiful, amazing experience. So that is another dynamic of going to the continent. If you want to go back to repatriate, you're going to live there for a while or even permanently. That is a beautiful thing that you will possibly experience and again this is contingent on how you choose to live your life because you can go to africa and live just like an american honestly there are grocery stores and things of that nature there where you can buy imported food stuff in which case you know you are going to be eating like you were eating in in the states or what have you and probably not the healthiest in the world just depending on what is available there um you know, likewise, depending on how your day-to-day -day physical activity is, because you know, there's plenty of opportunities to get physical activity, lots of manual work that is performed on the continent. But likewise, you know, if you choose to bring your machines or if you choose to have house help or what have you, and you don't engage in physical activity, then, you know, you will have the same type of energetic patterns that you have wherever you are coming from. So that's another dynamic. Um, African societies are very much so communal, communally based, which I absolutely enjoy, I adore. Definitely the case within African spiritual circles. So you can find a lot of people to connect with on a deep level, on a family oriented level. Again, just like anything else, it's not going to be, you know, just this welcome back to Africa experience where somebody is just going to, you know, come out and, and, and hold your hand and just just thank you just for being on the continent. You are going to deal with real human beings and have real experiences with those individuals, in which case there will be good, there will be bad, there will be ordinary days between or among you. That being said, though, it is so much more communally based, which, you know, I really like because 
it's not the same type of dynamic as it is in America, at least where I live in America, because I live in a city and, you know, it's not the thing to just go and walk up on people and, and just start to communicate with them in the same way it is in Africa. You speak to the people around you, you get to know your neighbors. It's actually considered rude or disrespectful in many parts of the continent. If you don't connect with the people within your community. So that is something that you want to do. And it's something that used to be the case in America, but as we grew and we got these urbanized, you know, centers and so forth and so on, it's not, not a thing whatsoever to live next door to someone and you never meet them for, you know, 10 plus years or what have you. Um, in certain parts of the continent, the weather is just immaculate. You can find like springtime, summertime type of weather all year round. Absolutely beautiful if that's your thing. It was for me. I love nice, warm weather. Um, it could get hot, which is, you know, could be a disadvantage. And I'll talk about that when I discuss some of the disadvantages of going to the continent but the weather is typically really nice but that being said do understand that Africa is a continent it has different types of terrains climates weather etc very similar to the U.S. so the whole continent is not hot you don't want to just assume that wherever you land you are going to have this beautiful you know warm springtime type weather all year long because that's not the case all over the continent you do want to check that out another aspect of moving to the continent and you know i have to come out with this as a business coach are the entrepreneurship opportunities and i say this more so in the space of developing the continent for both africans and um the diaspora so they are plentiful. If you want to go in and start something new and not really have to deal with the saturation in westernized markets, Africa is ripe. It's prime for that type of activity. So I do encourage people in that area. I think I even got you know an article on my blog where I talk about that dynamic in a whole lot more depth. So those are some amazing things that can benefit you if you do decide to repatriate. There are so many aspects of life on the continent that will be beneficial, helpful for the average person, especially someone who is practicing within ATR, because you get to see all of these dynamics at play. And I think it really drives home the message of what you're doing and why, why you are doing it because you get a whole new dynamic when you see the continent and you see the people groups in action it's not just something that you're seeing on a screen in any regard um or just hearing from someone else okay that being said i always encourage people to not romanticize their experiences in africa because i do see this quite often on um, social media even for people who are living on the continent who came from westernized cultures they'll go to africa and the first thing they do is set up youtube channels or social media you know platforms or what have you and just discuss all of the beautiful benefits of living on the continent and telling people how great it is living on the continent and just you know how amazing and perfect etc etc and they tend to romanticize this aspect of living abroad or living on a continent in a whole new way that I personally just do not encourage because I know better than what they're presenting. I know that it is not exactly all that they're presenting. I've heard so much misinformation coming from people who are talking about living on the continent where it's just, you know, I remember hearing a woman saying how, you know, there's so much sisterhood, there's no arguments and disagreements, et cetera, et cetera, among, you know, women on the continent. And gosh, that is just so not true, right? There is sisterhood, but there are also disagreements. Africans are people just like other people groups. So you are going to see um, discontentment among, you know, 
people on the continent and also discontentment from time to time with people on the continent and diasporans, people who, you know, move there. There will be discontentment. Everybody is not just in love with you because you come to Africa. There are some people who um, look at you with disdain. Some people look at you just like the colonizers, like, hey, you came there to take advantage of the people groups, you know, because you come there very, very privileged in most instances, whereas a lot of the people there are living in extreme poverty. Um, you know, I don't, I really wasn't planning on getting into this aspect, but you know, when it comes to relationships and things like that, obviously somebody who is coming there from a westernized culture will have an advantage in relationships be they male or female in which case there will be some jealousy in those areas right you know somebody living in extreme poverty of course they would prefer to deal with somebody who has a certain level of, of measure of wealth even if that person isn't necessarily wealthy according to the standards of the country that they come from, but you have to understand that, you know, the US dollar westernized currency stretch much longer or further than the currency in most African nations. And in which case you would be deemed rich or very well off living in Africa off of the same income that, you know, very low incomes in, in many cases that people can make in the U.S. If you're just making like, for instance, a thousand dollars a month in the U.S., which is not much, especially if we're talking about in a, you know, really big city or what have you, even in rural towns in America, a thousand dollars a month is not a whole lot of money. In which case, you know, on the continent, in pretty much any country, that is actually really nice money to live off. You can enjoy yourself quite a bit if you know how to manage and you know maneuver within that context. So you will be deemed you know wealthy. In which case, people will want to be with you. That's just how it goes. So, um, and you know, on the opposite end of that, the natives will get jealous and not really like you for those reasons and other reasons as well this is just one example when it pertains to relationships but the same thing goes down when it comes to business even though i just talked about business opportunities being you know proliferative and you know readily available on the continent this is a beautiful thing again it is still not something that is going to be celebrated by everyone though it may be beneficial to you um so a whole lot more nuances that go into play when we're talking about things like that so i always just encourage people to go there with a very realistic mindset that being said i'm going to take a short break and when i come back i will discuss some of the disadvantages of moving to the continent Now I want to transition to some of the disadvantages that you can experience if you move to the continent, because this is very real guys. As I talked about, don't romanticize this experience because there are nuances that are involved that can make or break your trip depending on how you approach such a move. So we have to understand that the continent was colonized, just like the Americas and other parts of the world were enslaved. And to be honest with you, there isn't a whole lot of different when it comes to people's mindsets with these two processes. The difference is, is that Africans were able to stay on the continent and maintain their culture to a higher degree, not 100%, but to a higher degree than um, people groups throughout the Americas where you know our culture was pretty much destroyed. It wasn't completely destroyed, but destroyed to a very high level. In which case, when you go to the continent, Though it is full of people of African heritage more so than other places of the world, you still have a lot of Eurocentric dynamics at play on the continent within pretty much every system, right? It's just that 
African countries for the most part are underdeveloped or developing or in a developing mode, I should say, which ultimately means that some of their systems or whatnot will be outdated and things need to be built up. But we have to understand that those structures that need to be built up are founded on European structures. All of the things that kind of went awry in on the continent were still built up by European forces. Many of the laws on the books in African countries are based on colonial law. The educational systems, the healthcare systems, etc., etc., are still very much so European in their context. So I always tell people, when you get ready to navigate to the continent, do not think you're going there to experience African culture as it should be at the end of the day, because there are some nuances involved in there. When you go, you're not going to experience everybody practicing within ATR. You will probably catch just as much flack about practicing ATR on the continent as you would off the continent. Maybe even so more, especially in certain contexts, because Christianity, Islam are very much so rampant throughout the continent. It really just depends on where you are as to which one is more prevalent than the other one. Everybody's not going to embrace you. Some people will, you know, shun you just like they shun Africans on the continent who practice within their traditional system. These systems are not celebrated throughout the continent. And that's one thing that I really try to emphasize when I talk to people about these dynamics. Somebody was interested in saying, hey, I want to go back and you know practice in my authentic space. That is possible because there are communities for sure that still practice within their traditional systems. Though those individuals still can catch problems from their communities because of what they decide to do. So if you go into areas where the traditions are practiced at a large degree, then you will find a whole lot of people to connect with in that regard, for sure. But do understand that it's just not everywhere. Likewise, you will get a lot of the colonization. So where you will have some of the African culture, you will see a movement toward the European mindset. You have a lot of people on the continent who think, you know, white is right, just like we have in America and other parts of the world. So you will see people, yes, in traditional dress, but you will probably see more people in Eurocentric dress. They won't look a whole lot different than you. Some of the older generations still maintain those traditional ways and traditional dress, especially within ATR. But um, to be honest with you, you're not going to see that to a high level if that's what you're thinking that you know you're going to experience. You know, likewise, you will see this connection with anything white or Eurocentric to be superior to anything that is black even you know native to these countries in africa in which case you'll find more people wanting to be like you and dress like you and do things the way you do it versus embracing their natural authentic selves so do be mindful of that another dynamic is that there's extreme poverty in africa and that means so many different things for one, it means that many people on the continent have a hard time making ends meet. Um, anytime you have poverty, especially extreme poverty anywhere, you will have higher crime rates because people are trying to live. So theft, robbery, things like that go on to a high extent on the continent. Almost everybody I know who has moved back to the continent has been a victim of robbery or theft it happens i experienced this when i was on the continent somebody came out outside you know robbing my place fortunately they didn't come inside but they got a few things that were outside on our property i personally feel like it was an inside job but that dynamic occurs too even if you hire somebody you know for security you don't know those individuals you're thinking hey i'm paying this individual so they are going to protect my things 
and they may do so but if they see certain opportunities they may connect with people that they know in the community that you will have no idea of and have someone come to your home and take things when you are not there and you're thinking that this is somebody that you can trust because you are paying them to guard your property it doesn't always happen that way you know it's common thing very common thing for you know people to hire maids and house help and so, so forth and so on um you can get a lot of things stolen through those processes definitely not saying that it can't happen anywhere else because it does right i lived in the middle east and that thing went on likewise but again it was that same scenario of dealing with extreme poverty the countries in the middle east weren't impoverished however many of the people there that came to work as maids and servants or what have you were and they stole things it happens um you know you can deal with petty theft or you can deal with grand theft you can deal with some major things home invasions etc they happen again do not make the mistake of going to the continent thinking that you are just going to have this you know really cultural family connected experience with everybody that you meet because everybody is not out for your greatest good along with extreme poverty comes poor infrastructure most african nations are not built well you will lack many of the resources and the things that you are very much so used to in westernized countries things that you can absolutely take for granted when you live on the african continent as i mentioned before colonization had its way on the continent and unfortunately when the europeans left uh, many of the systems and structures on the continent remain dilapidated they haven't been built up a whole lot we do see that transition occurring as we move forward in today's society however there are still many many areas that are very very poor and weak throughout the continent primarily among these things is going to be things like electricity so you won't always have stable electricity which means your lights may go off frequently you may not be able to maintain refrigeration or things like that unless you have a generator which can be very very expensive especially if you're using gas generator you won't be able to have internet service 25 24 7 by 24 7 even in some cases where the electricity is working right your phone could be fully charged but the network is unstable it goes out quite frequently um the road infrastructures tend to be very very poor lots of potholes are not built up well especially in the poorer communities um throughout the african continent is the list just goes on and on substandard housing yes you can find some really beautiful houses and things of that nature but the typical housing is not what you may expect it to be and you need to be aware of those dynamics before you move there because again this is one of the things that i see people do so often it's like they just romanticize that experience and think i'm going to go there and just have this grandiose time but if you would even take a look at some of the people's videos that talk about you know their moves to africa some of them will get into these types of discussions and i really applaud those individuals who do so because i feel like people need to know the real deal about what it's like living on the continent you know i understand the dynamic of focusing on the good because the continent has gotten such a bad rep through rep throughout all of these years and i i get that dynamic and i'm not one to even just you know rag on it and say it's just the most horrible place to be in the world etc etc however this was my experience this was many people's experiences who have gone to the continent um, from westernized societies and try to live there likewise this is the experience of people who live on the continent day by day i talk to people on the continent at least on a weekly basis and electricity issues um, internet connectivity issues 
or a thing, a major thing. And it's all over the country. It's not just in one place. Even in some of the more built up areas like South Africa, these are issues there. I talk to people from South Africa. I know people from South Africa who have these same types of issues. So do not think that, you know, oh, everything is just going to be all lovely. Even if you have electricity, like I said, if, if the internet is a major thing for you, especially if you work online. This is something that you are going to have to consider. And I'll get to that a little bit deeper in the next segment. But, you know, suffice it to say here, there are challenges in that particular area. Um, I used to deal with it all the time when I lived on the continent. And I had a generator, but again, it was even expensive running a generator all the time, especially with gas prices being very expensive at that time. And this was around 2013, 2014, gas was like $5 a gallon. They were having like this spike in the price of gas at during that particular time that I was living there. Um, now we see gas prices at that same rate here in the U.S., so I don't even know what they look like there. And there's been a whole lot of challenges in the past few years in West Africa in particular with um, gas shortages and things like that. And whenever there's a gas shortage, the price of gas goes up even more. This is the day-to-day -day reality of living on the continent. And that's what the conversation is about here, repatriation. So I am not talking about a simple visit, though you can experience these same dynamics. If you do visit the continent, they probably won't hit you as hard, especially if you're staying in a hotel or somewhere like that, because when it comes to places like hotels, you know, there are backup generators. So if, if the power goes out, they will usually switch those things on because they need to take care of their patrons. Whereas, you know, if you're living by yourself, you may or may not have access to those types of things. Like that's definitely one of my recommendations if you go there is to, you know, make sure that you get a good working generator. Uh, whatever type you get is up to you. Solar power is great. Right? So then you don't have to worry about the expensive cost of gas, but you need something when you go there. Um, unemployment, underemployment is very, very replete throughout the country. That goes along with the dynamic of extreme poverty as well. What that could look like to you as a repatriate is that you may not find a job on the continent. And this is something that I have discussed at length on my blog and I talk about all the time whenever I have these types of conversations with anybody who is interested in repatriating to Africa. Do understand that you have people on the continent vying for job opportunities. It is not something that you are probably going to go and get, especially within the local job market. Now, you may be able to secure expat positions, and that's you know usually very, very feasible for someone from the westernized world who has a professional background, especially you know somebody who can bring that extra dynamic to the continent, whereby you're using utilizing higher level skill sets and. Um, those are things that you want to consider or to start up your own business. You do need a source of income if you go to the continent because you will most likely not find a job. Or even if you do get a job when you go there, it won't be equitable to what you are used to being paid in any westernized society. And you know, you're gonna get the local pay. Nobody's gonna pay you extra just because you are used to making a certain amount for doing the same type of work in your home country. There is extreme poverty, there is extreme unemployment and underemployment on the continent in which case you are going to have to figure out how you are going to live when you get there and again that is a longer topic or discussion that i plan to have um in the next segment and one of the last things i do want to discuss in this part as far as disadvantages go is again the climate or the weather so i mentioned this in the last part that could be a plus or a minus just depending on where you are and on your own personal preferences so the african continent is very very 
hot um, in many parts of it. Likewise, there are seasonal changes there, but it can get very hot in those subtropical or tropical regions of Africa. And you do need to be aware of that, especially if we're talking about going somewhere to practice spirituality. And, you know, I just mentioned before, poor infrastructure. You may not always have electricity. Even if you have an air conditioner in your home, if you have no electricity, you cannot run an air conditioner. So it could get extremely hot in the summer months, okay? Um, it's not fun. It's not fun to be extremely high if that's not a dynamic that you're used to and you don't have access to electricity something that you need to think about if you do planning on plan or if you are planning a move to the continent likewise in many parts of africa they have what's called a rainy season you know especially in those areas where it gets so high they don't have summer winters fall spring etc they have a rainy season versus the dry season the dry season tends to be very very hot the rainy season can be hot to it especially for me the rainy season was still hot though it tends to be cooler probably for the natives just because they're used to it i got used to that dynamic after you know i was there for so long but when i first moved there to me the rainy season was you know still pretty warm it was a little bit cooler yeah because the rain can you know kind of bring some breeze and air what have you and cool things off the water etc when it comes to uh, that type of extreme heat that you're dealing with but it still can be very hot even during that time of the year and even more so with the rainy season if you are not used to it raining for like anywhere from three to six months out of the year on a continuous basis so what i mean here is that every single day you will most likely experience rain in those parts of the world and on some days the, the rain can last all day um again port infrastructure is a factor there so we're talking about going through you know potholes really big potholes with water with rain in them some days maybe not even being able to easily navigate your way in certain areas of the country you may not even be able to go to certain parts if, if it's a lot of rain and you can't get past um areas that are pretty much flooded so that is a reality and if you're not a type the type of person that you know enjoys the rain on a continuous basis this could be you know challenging for you i can say i had a few challenges in this area i love the rain but you know i like it in spurts i'm not one that really likes to see rain every single day though i did manage it wasn't the easiest thing for me to do and you know depending on your personality your style or what have you it may cause you you know issues in that area so do be mindful of that i'm going to um stop right here again for a quick break and when i come back i am going to speak to individuals who are interested in making that journey to the continent you want to repatriate regardless of all of those things the good the bad the ugly etc i'm going to give you some tips or things that you should consider in order to make your journey more successful are you thinking about starting a career in a new country but don't know where to begin as a three-time expat, I know what it's like. That's why I give insider tips to help you launch your expat career in my book. In this treasure trove, I discuss the ins and outs of the expat job market and lifestyle. Likewise, I provide useful tips on how to land a perfect job while living the life of your dreams abroad. So get your copy of Launching Your Expat Career, an essential guide for working and living abroad now at Amazon.com. Now, I've discussed the advantages and disadvantages, or some of them, because there are plenty more on both sides of the spectrum. Now, I want to dig in some of, into some of the things that you should consider if you are planning 
on making this move because you need to be very strategic if you plan for your move to be successful don't go by what somebody else is telling you you have to really plan and navigate your journey for yourself the first thing you really have to think about hands down is your finances how are you going to get to africa how are you going to live once you get to the continent these are very very important considerations it's not something to be taken lightly because i've seen the videos and heard people say you know we packed up we moved to africa we didn't really have much we did this we did that you know we stretched our credit card debt and did some things that you know in my opinion i don't consider to be too financially savvy in which case a lot of people end up coming back to the u.s because they weren't financially prepared for such a move now um one of the questions i always get is like how much did you take to africa it is really depending on your lifestyle and what type of experiences you plan to have on the continent in general i would say estimate your living expenses and that's everything so that's your um cost of housing number one transportation groceries and pretty much every aspect of your lifestyle how much do you think it will cost to live there and multiply that by three or four times and that's the number that i would generally recommend you taking with you you having it as you know a portion of your savings and that is not inclusive of the cost of transportation to get to the continent so you know your airfare and things like that i'm saying count up the cost for you and or your family of what it would take let's say on average you will be spending five thousand dollars a month to live on the continent in certain instances in which case you should multiply that five thousand by at the very least three i would suggest so about fifteen thousand and then you know stretching that out over six months to a year depending on how long you plan on staying right um i know it can sound harsh but it's very important for you to have enough money unless you are going there and you already have a job set up that's a different story if you have a job and you know how much money you will be making and you know it's a stable job where you are going to get paid on a regular basis then having a huge sum of money saved up is not as critical as it would be for somebody who is coming there and only depending on maybe residual income or um depending on maybe starting a business especially if you're just depending on starting a business because that takes time to get off the ground and things like that or even if you're planning on trying to find a job once you get there those types of things you have to be careful with so in general i would recommend you having three to four times your monthly expenditures times three to six months and it may seem like a lot of money and it can be for some people to be honest with you if you can afford that cannot afford that i would suggest you not go right so you know as i gave an example before fifteen thousand for one month i would multiply that at the very least by three so we're talking about forty five thousand dollars saved up and to be honest with you that's not a whole lot of money um the thing that i see pe happen a lot is that people come with this well you can live much cheaper on the continent than you can in america etc etc that's the reality for local people that's not the reality for the average westerner yeah you can live very very inexpensively on the continent but do keep in mind it is not going to be the same living standards that you are most likely accustomed to living in a westernized society right so be careful with that and you know for those of you all who are thinking well forty five thousand dollars that's a whole lot to be honest with you to me that's just scratching the surface based on my own experiences and based on the experiences that i have seen with other people again especially if you are not coming there with a stable source of income 
you know, if you have residual income, it can be a little bit different. So it depends on how much your residual income is. So I, I do want to rescind my statement there because before I did say, you know, even if you're coming with residual income, I was more so referring to people who are getting things like um, social security. Now, if you have a pension and it's nice enough, you know, and you know that that's going to be a steady stream of income, I would say, you know, go ahead. It's okay. But my emphasis in the last statement was more so for somebody who is getting something like social security and they're on a very fixed and limited income. That's not a whole lot of money, guys, especially to go to the continent. And I don't even necessarily recommend this for, you know, every expat location. I've lived in different places. I've traveled to different places around the world. And I've examined um, expat living from so many different angles. And there are other places where you can go with, you know, little savings, maybe five, ten thousand dollars and maybe a, a monthly social security check of a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, something like that and live very comfortably, very nice life. That's not always gonna be the case on the continent because there's just so many dynamics. So many things can happen and often do happen that are just not planned for. So one of the things I say is save enough and that's for you to figure out. It's coming upon you to understand what your lifestyle is, um, looking at your family dynamics, if you're traveling with children, things like that costs can add up quickly there tends to be a whole lot of inflation you know fluctuations on the continent as i mentioned before you know with the gas situation so you know you could be living there and you're planning for three dollars four dollars you know a, a tank um rather four three or four dollars a gallon and instead you know that could that price could hike up to anywhere between five to six dollars or more in some cases depending on where you are without any notice. So those are things that you really, really have to think about because that is the number one reason why most people return to the continent. And on that same lines of finances, guys, definitely think about, you know, how are you going to continuously get finances? So even if you got that 45,000, 50,000 saved up or even more than that, how do you plan to continuously live once you get to the continent? Do you have a job lined up? Um, or do you plan on starting a business? Because that's what happens when a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to go and start a business because it's easy to do. I can you know, jump right in. That may be the case, but do understand as anywhere in the world, it takes a while for a business to get off the ground. It doesn't just jump pop off by itself you know with no effort from you and also you really need to understand the economy of where you're going and what business looks like because it's not the same all over the world don't automatically assume that you could just pick up a business model that you have in the u.s or another westernized country and just take it and sit it on the continent because it may not work we're talking about different cultures here what you like or engage with in the u.s may never even be a thing in certain parts of africa and you try to bring that dynamic there and find out that it just doesn't work that happens sometimes so do be mindful of those things as well another major consideration is housing housing is a big thing on the continent uh, especially if you're buying property, but I'm not even really talking about buying property. I'm coming from the perspective of somebody who is going to rent on the continent first before they even buy or purchase a home. Do understand that in most African countries and regions of Africa that um, it is expected for you to pay your rent up ahead for at least a year sometimes you may get away with about six months but a year is the standard which means that whatever your monthly rent is you need to multiply that by 12. now granted the rent can be cheaper just depending on where you live it can actually be more expensive in certain areas again depending on where you live either way it goes you would need that money up front for one year in most instances this is not the type of case where you're paying month by month 
and you also have to be considerate of who you're renting from you know is it a legit situation you make sure your contracts are signed properly because there have been situations where you know people did go in and pay for rent and they didn't get the property that they bargained for something went down in that transaction um a whole lot of situations with fraud and scam and housing on the continent in so many different ways and especially when it comes to buying property but that's all another dynamic that i'm not even going to explore in this episode because i'm just really thinking about the start of the journey go down that road to to buy a house is a whole another conundrum that you have to deal with be mindful of that know where you are going to stay and herein is where I always recommend that people go to the continent and visit first. If you're planning on moving there, try to go and visit and check out the place that you want to go to first. Don't just hop on an airplane and go to the continent and say, you know, hey, I'm laying down roots here without having some foundational ideas about what that looks like and what that means and there you'll get an opportunity to really understand the cost of living not just some information that you find on the internet or even from something that somebody else is telling you because that's another dynamic that i always talk to people about living as a local is very different than living as a westerner and even if you are getting your information from another westerners you know you don't know if you really have the same lifestyle or you know the same taste or what have you as another individual does they can tell you the cost of the way they live but your living standards may be very different from them in which case you could go there and end up paying a whole lot more than what you anticipated so it is always best to take that visit you know especially when it comes to housing too to go and actually see the housing that you plan on living in making sure that it is it is up to your standards that it is up to par because again you know substandard housing is very common throughout the country you want to make sure you're getting the place that you think that you're getting when you um, contract with someone and making sure that that individual is legitimate because somebody could contract with you to rent out a house that they don't even own that happens quite frequently likewise they contract with you to buy homes that they don't even own and you may end up sending somebody money and i that's a whole nother ball game as well don't send money ahead of time to people you know saying you know i'm getting this guarantee or what have you again it's very very beneficial if you go to the continent and see the people that you are dealing with and see the documentation because you can easily get fooled on these particular you know types of situations talk to people try to navigate your way around a place to understand where you are going another consideration is safety which is a consideration anywhere you go in the world so i'm not specifically pointing out the continent here but i do want to make people aware that safety can be a concern we don't always deal with the same safety concerns or security concerns here in america as you know we do on the continent as people do on the continent rather so you know security can be a major issue as i mentioned before you know with housing even though you may actually have a security guard watching your property there can be some inside work going on to where somebody can still come in and you know rob you high crime rates there in certain areas when we're talking about extreme poverty likewise there are other crimes that occur in africa more frequently than in the u.s in which case too they're not always punished in the same way it's very easy to get away with crime on the continent if you have enough money to do so it's not always penalized so don't always think it's going to go in your way if something happens to you oftentimes when you're robbed or what have you you probably will never recoup anything and it is unlikely that the police will even go searching for that person that's the reality of it um 
you know, likewise, high incident of, you know, rape, things like that, especially with females. So do be careful with that. You go out there and you get involved in some areas or you stay in some areas that are dealing with a lot of political unrest and, you know, you come across, you can come across this dynamic. So be careful. It, it does happen. And again, the safety measures are just not always in place. Honestly, sometimes the police will be the ones that are committing crimes against you. Um, they can extort you. They quite often do extort people just driving down the road. Something as simple as driving your car down the road and you get stopped. And they're expecting you know, some money from you in order for you to pass through a certain space that got on my nerves more than anything I, I could even imagine that you know to do certain things like just drive or basic things that you're used to getting done for you i want to necessarily say free yeah we pay from a perspective of you know taxes or what have you but typically when you go into government spaces or even private spaces in the u.s to handle business you go handle your business it gets done there are some situations where you can expedite certain processes and you will pay extra to get that done but to just get the basics done in africa a lot of times you are going to pay extra money unless you want to wait for months on end to get what you need to get done and you may have to pay multiple people in certain instances so do be mindful of those dynamics as well um there's a whole lot that i could say on safety here guys i'm i'm going to really emphasize to be careful protect yourself don't go into africa with this blind mindset you know this romanticized ideology that you know we're just going to be singing kumbaya my lord and everybody's going to you know hold your hand and treat you like a brother or a sister because it will not happen that way another aspect of this is healthcare. So this is a major thing that many people don't really think about when it comes to moving to the continent, unless they already have health conditions. And even then, it's not always something that people really think about. But um, healthcare can be very, very difficult. In general, the continent just does not have the best healthcare treatment facilities overall. And this can be something really serious if you are dealing with a serious or a critical healthcare matter, especially if you're dealing with like a chronic disease state or maybe a disability where you cannot get the same drugs or you know prescriptions or what have you that you can get in the U.S. or wherever you are from. That being said, to be honest with you, you may find you know where life is healthier in on the continent and your particular condition clears up or at least is alleviated to a high degree but you know that's not guaranteed and especially when you first move there you may actually see some exacerbations of your condition especially if you're going through something like a healing crisis for instance and you may not always be able to find the prescriptions that you you know need you may have to load up on your prescriptions for three to four months at a time or even longer if that is possible. And you may have to take frequent trips back to the U.S. To, or wherever you may, you know, you're on the continent. So you may be able to go into Europe and get the same prescription or what have you um, without having to travel all the way back to America. It just depends on how you navigate that process. But you do understand that healthcare is absolutely substandard pretty much all over the continent and i say this you know with so much love for africa but just talking on the real here so that people understand that dynamic many if not all presidents you know of africa when they go and seek out health care they usually go to westernized countries to seek out you know high level healthcare services and in some cases even basic services they'll go get you know annual checks or what have you in european nations that's on the real that's where i want to maintain this conversation on a very authentic real level so that 
people understand what's going on and not making hasty decisions or decision based on misinformation or lacking information. I won't say that everybody is misguiding you, but however, I will say that there are there, some of the information that you need can be lacking sometimes when people are pushing this agenda for you to come to Africa, especially on a fear monger tip. You, you won't have everything that you need and you do have to be very, very careful with that. And you cannot just listen to somebody else telling you what the journey is like. And that even includes me. I always just say, you know, go and experience that dynamic for yourself so you know what's going on here. Um, you know, especially if you have major chronic health conditions, you, you got to think about those dynamics. Pregnancy, women, if you get pregnant, you know, do you plan on having a baby on the continent or coming back to America or wherever you are from? If you're coming from a different westernized country, those types of things are critical. They're important to think about. I'm not saying that you can't have a baby on the continent because you know, obviously women have babies all the time on the continent. I'm not saying that is right or wrong because I don't know. I didn't have that particular experience. However, I do know a few women who did travel to the continent and they got pregnant. They decided to have their babies in the U.S. for whatever reason. You know, the healthcare system where they were, I was told, was substandard. And that's one of the reasons why they made that decision. The last part I want to touch on here when it comes to things to consider is also transportation because that's another dynamic that you need to be mindful of whenever traveling to the continent. This conversation is especially for individuals who are used to public transportation and you know they enjoy that dynamic. Do understand that it is not the same all the time on the continent. Okay, public transportation can be very much so overcrowded in many instances. A lot of times people can be stacked up in, in vehicles and taxis and things like that. That is completely illegal to do in the U.S. Sometimes it can even be difficult to you know, secure the transportation that you need. Prices can fluctuate. You really need to know what you're paying because you can get stiffed in that area when someone knows that you are not a local that can very much so overcharge you for transportation if you are bringing your own transportation you will need to understand about you know driving conditions whether it's even illegal legal for you to maintain a driver's license there driving on the right side of the road because you know some african countries drive on the opposite side of the road than what we drive on in the u.s all of those things need to be considered car maintenance, especially if you have a unique vehicle that may not be present in that area that you're in the area that you decide to move to, in which case, you know, you have to think about getting vehicle parts, having your vehicle maintained on a regular basis. Those are some major considerations as well. So many things to think about here my purpose in this conversation is for you to do just that which is to think to strategize plan your move accordingly with that being said i'm going to go ahead and close out this episode guys ashe please have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond